like Jamal Williams was out and then Devontae Adams was out and I don't even know if they're like playing today because I am mm-hmm. so wrapped up in baseball right now. I'm a little busy. Yeah. <laughs> don't have enough free time because I also have to like go to work. Which is Sounds rude. like an intro to me. We still yeah. suck at intros, but <laughs> we also have to work. Yeah. It's hard out here, okay? Word. Are you, I mean, are you leading with Tom Brady's a nasty motherfucker? Um, I kind of thought so. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> He's, that, that is disgusting. Okay. <laughs> it is really gross. Freaking gross. Yep. Why would he even tell people that? Why would he admit that? I don't know. I feel like that's like private. Yeah. You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. Do you want me to start? I don't know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> No, I always get like so excited that then I don't even think about how to get started. <laughs> I, I don't feel know. Like I feel like we're already started. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. We'll just put skip the music the, in. Yeah, we we'll just skip the pleasantries. It's October. <laughs> we're busy. Let's go. <laughs> and Tom Brady's freaking nasty. <laughs> I feel like that's a good intro. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's been wearing the same shoulder pads since his Michigan debut in 1995. 1995. So that makes the shoulder pads 25 years old. I was going to say, were you born? But you were, you were, oh my gosh, um, a wee toddler. I'm three years the shoulder pad senior. Okay. <laughs> so that's freaking gross. <laughs> that is gross. Can you imagine like all the sweat, the nasty, like just like general <sighs> funk? Oh my gosh. I'm sure when you get them like out of the bag, the smell alone, they have to sink. You I can't either, wash those. I either A, don't believe him, or B, am, like, disgusted beyond all measure. I was grossed out, like, from jump, but I don't know. You mean to tell me they haven't improved shoulder pads in 25 years? And Antonio Brown had had to get a new helmet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But maybe Brady that's why the same shoulder pads. Yeah, maybe that's why no one wants to try and defend him because they're so stank nasty. <laughs> I'm truly grossed out. Okay, and like I needed one reason to dislike Tom Brady, like truly, you know, and that's just absolutely disgusting. It's it not clean. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady is not clean. This just title. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of unsavory, um, it is October. Thunder basketball. I don't know when we're gonna fit it in. October eighth, Oklahoma City Thunder play the Dallas Mavericks. It's that special time in sports that I'm always really excited about, but also really overwhelmed about where Baseball's on. Basketball starting. Your hockey season is firing up. Yeah. And football's on, college and pro. And we have to work full time. So I just don't know how we're possibly going to get it all in this episode, but we're going to do our best. We're going to try. We're just going to do the best we can. Um, and Thunder oh, basketball, though. Um, Jeremy Grant. Um, if you remember, he was traded to Denver on July 8th, so that was a few days before we had even heard about the Paul George trade. Um, and Paul George literally snuck out in the middle of the night. Like, I didn't know anything was happening, and then he was on the morning headlines. So, thanks for we that, Paul. Up. We woke up like this. 
but he's not the star of this story. It is one Jeremy Grant. And he called the Thunder a sinking ship. Yep. When asked to... I didn't even see that last week on Media Day. It said he was asked to reflect on the Thunder. And he said it was good to get out of a sinking ship. We traded him for a first-round draft pick to Denver. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's not wrong. I mean, it's hurtful. But he may not be wrong. We'll see. They may put up more of an effort than what everyone's thinking. But well, it just keeps saying that like that Doc Rivers was talking about everybody knew that the Thunder wanted to dismantle their team. And I'm like, well, first of all, I didn't know. Uh, excuse and me. Nobody <laughs> told me. <laughs> like I knew some things would change. Like we always yeah. knew that Oklahoma was just a stop for Paul George to go to LA. Like, and I knew that Russ would always go to California. No, I mean, I understand, but I'm still hurt. Yeah. This is kind of like shots fired. We've had a long summer, Jeremy, and it's kind of shots fired. Okay. Yeah. It's like just a little like cherry on top, but what if I don't like cherries? No, and the stems grows, and then, yeah, the whole thing, no. And the only other um, thing remarkable that I noticed in basketball, I mean, there was lots of things because they fired at Media Day this week, but like I said, we're busy, and (laughs) um, the Lakers beat Golden State. Yeah, I did see that. Steph reached up from downtown, and it didn't go well. Was it a, no. was it a, was it an air ball? I didn't see the whole thing. I didn't even click on it. I mean, you know how I feel about preseason stuff. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> I read it, but yeah. Um I do have a question for you about hockey. Just a quick little question. Oh no. I needed to ask you, who's Dylan Larkin? Dylan Larkin. Um, I think he plays for the Red Wings. Yeah, I'm. I can't really place him. I know I've heard the name. I saw but... this week that he did a public service announcement about something called hockey butt. Because <laughs> hockey it's so butt. True. This is a true story. I'm not <laughs> making this up. That he. Uh, did and there's something about how it's so hard for hockey players to shop for jeans and pants because of how wide their butts are. Oh, that's true. That's it, true. It was pretty thirsty. Um, Sydney <laughs> and I was Crosby. Like, Who is this? Sydney Crosby has his jeans tailored, like they won't fit because their thighs are so big. Dang. That's a true story, Dylan Larkin. I don't really know who you are, but hockey butt. I, I, I had guess to check it real. out, and I had to ask, because I was <laughs> I like, I don't know real. what this is. <laughs> are the Pens in regular season right now? Yes. Lost their first game, but they beat Columbus last night. Oh, so. that's... <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Take that, Columbus. Um, but also, Evgeny Malkin's hurt, and they won't tell me what's wrong. Oh. Yeah, so tough times. Just, was he he hurt from the beginning of the season? No, he went out in last night's game. And oh. they haven't given like a real update. That's so, really hurtful. It is. I'm like, we're two games in and I can't have the penguin season go like the Yankees season. I was <laughs> so ridden. I was so stressed all year long and I can't like have that continue, so <laughs> um the only other like hot topic I had was that precious kid from Iowa was it Iowa State it was wasn't it when they went to Ames for game day who had that um poster to to Venmo him beer money except (laughs) he's raised three million dollars for children's hospitals which is crazy cool yeah kind of just seemed like a little joke but now three million dollars that's not a joke to me no (laughs) no 
Maybe they, that could um, help Tom Brady buy some new shoulder pads. Jeez, that is absolutely disgusting. And <laughs> I don't care how many times he wins when it's all said and done. When somebody brings up Tom Brady, I'm going to think of his nasty shoulder pads. Like, that's <laughs> what's going to stick with me. <laughs> I mean, it is remarkable. Yeah, freaking gross. Um, I did see also on Instagram, I don't know if you saw this, um, Luke Jackson, who plays for the Atlanta Braves. It kind of um, gets us into baseball, but this is just a funny for me. Um, there was a post that somebody... Uh, messaged him on Instagram and he says I didn't want to have to come to this but you've given me no choice you've cost me $600 this baseball season alone due to poor relief appearances it's almost like when I see you jogging in from the bullpen God is mocking me and punishing me for sports betting (laughs) oh my god yeah and then he gave him his Venmo for reimbursement and then ended it with have a blessed day (laughs) I just feel like maybe I'm playing this all wrong um Maybe Babes and Ballin needs a Venmo because apparently yeah. it's an acceptable form to harass people with. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, if everyone else is. He actually responded to him. Luke Jackson actually responded and said, sorry <laughs> for your poor bets. Have a blessed day as well. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which I find super hilarious. Yeah, we're missing out <laughs> for sure. <laughs> we'll work on that. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much all I have before football. No, I mean, I guess we can preface football by saying OSU and OU played at the same time, and that makes me so mad. It made me terribly mad. Like, I'm obvi- obviously, they're not just worried about us when they're putting together, like, the schedule, but that's very rude. I, yeah, I need to watch both games, um... Oh, you started in a lightning delay, and so I did get to watch about 30 or 40 minutes of your game. Did you see the lady in the stands knitting during the weather delay? No, I didn't. I didn't see that. I mean, I've seen it all later, but um, I mean, I guess you got to just keep those hands busy. She was the only one in the stands. Just knitting. Yeah, I missed, like, the opening kickoff because um, I was working, hashtag sad. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I hadn't gotten the OSU game switched over to OU. and um, But I did switch it over just in time to see them pretty much acting up in the first quarter, pretty much the whole way through. Um the Jayhawks scored first. Um, Lincoln Riley took responsibility for pretty much the whole fourth, first quarter, saying he made some really dumb play calls. But, I mean, they they weren't protecting Jalen Hurts. Like, he was getting sacked. And I don't know if it was just, like, the weather, like, the slow, sleepy start. Like, it just took us a minute to get settled in. And I'm like... Well, that's not going to work next week, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, next week, though, capital- Texas will capitalize on that. And in my opinion, I asked Jay this last night. I'm like, do you not consider Kansas a rivalry game now since everything that happened with Baker? Because um, I do. I guess I don't picture them as a threat. I guess maybe. Wow. Maybe that's really rude. They Um, come out really chippy. They have less miles now. And so it's even worse. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, he is trying to put together a football team. I mean, they made some, they made some runs on us. I mean, we settled down and ended up winning, excuse me, ended up winning the game 45 to 20. Um, Trey Sermon scored first to answer the Jayhawks touchdown. Just, the, the beginning was just really weird. I don't know if it was just, like, bad communication. Like I said, Lincoln Riley took responsibility for it. They had to punt on fourth and goal in the Jayhawks 44. Wow. Yeah. 
wow <laughs> that's what oh, I, wow. that's what I said <laughs> yeah. but you know we settled down and um CeeDee Lamb has actually scored in every single game this season there's a couple of other people who have that as well which I mean they're putting together a good package but I don't know they asked Lincoln Riley if they just thought that Oklahoma was looking more towards Texas, which I know is shade for you weren't ready. You weren't thinking about today. Yeah. And he said that he didn't really feel that from any of this group. And then um, Jalen Hurts was asked about um, if he was thinking about Texas and don't worry, girl, Jalen said that he's played in the Iron Bowl, and so he's not worried. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I was immediately turned off when I read that. Me too. I think at this point, I could be the issue. I don't know, but I don't know. I, I was like tr- I was not happy with that. Don't belittle our rivalry, you know? Like, I don't know. That's it, yeah. That's exactly how I felt about it. I was like, oh, okay, that's cute. Because why don't you ask Baker Mayfield who ruined his perfect season? Yeah. It um, was Texas. I don't Sorry know. that the Cotton Bowl's not good enough for you. I don't like it. Well, there's only one way to find out, and it'll be next week. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm probably the issue, and I should be um, looking at it more... What's the word I'm looking for? Like unbiased. But I started gonna... it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just... the most juvenile response I can give, but he started it. I've just I'm just kind of turned off and I've been kind of telling people I'm like I don't I it's not a good fit. Like I don't this doesn't feel like my football team, this feels like Jalen Hurts' revenge tour, and I'm right. not into it. Right. Like, he's using OU. I don't know. I mean, it's not that he's not performing. He obviously is. Obviously. All but the numbers just, like, stack up. Sucks the fun out of it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's it. Maybe like, it that's feel the title. fun to me. That's the title of this episode Jalen Hurts is a fun sucker maybe because I don't know I'm just not into it and they're gonna be like yeah his you'll see how much fun when you guys are in the postseason and I'm like but was it worth it it's just not the vibe it was when you guys had Baker you know I don't know. And it's the same situation to me. Like, Baker, I'm, I know I'm hungover on Baker. Like, I get it. But it's like, you know, for OU, like, you had Sammy Sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved Sammy. And then Landry was so, you know, just like calm, cool, collected, very kind. And then you had Baker, who was wild and fun and, you know, really motivated players set a precedent and you know Kyler and he was a little sweetie and it's not that I care that he transferred from Alabama like Baker was a walk-on from tech ew and yeah yeah ew Kyler was a walk-on from A&M ew that was an SEC walk-on but the vibe wasn't the same yeah Kyler Murray didn't have an I don't know Yep. We better just wrap OU up before but I start getting they, hate mail. They never even, like, brought that into it, you know? Like, if someone asked Baker, like, if he was a walk, like, fine, he would talk about it. But I feel like every chance Jalen gets, he's like, I played at Alabama. And I'm over it. Oklahoma State, do you just want to skip it? Uh, I'm just kidding. I... <laughs> Two was at work, so I missed almost the full first half, you know, because people were, like, talking to me and needing things, so I couldn't, like, pay attention fully. Um, But I don't think I missed very much. Um, The notes I have for the first half of the OSU game versus Texas Tech, um, I have three first-half turnovers, 
And I kind of wrote that down thinking like that's where it would end, but we'll get into that later. Um, And I know that Texas Tech received the ball at the beginning of the second half and we had defenders running into each other. Like long story short, Tech comes out after half and they scored quickly. And then um, I think we did respond right after that. But the part about that drive that really drove me wild, and it's not even OSU's fault. It's not anybody's fault. But Jordan McRae is the one that got the catch. He had a 73-yard touchdown run. But the whole time, the camera was on Tylen Wallace, and he was on the opposite side of the field. You know, so, like, literally, they're zoomed in on Tylen, and then the next thing I know, um, Jordan McRae's, like, sprinting down the sideline, and that's nobody's fault. That's just kind of the way the game went, honestly. So then, after that, um, I think Texas Tech tried a field goal fake, and it didn't work, but then after... Oh my gosh, yes. I love a nice field goal fake. (laughs) I'm sure you can hear the sarcasm. (laughs) And after OSU had scored on that last drive, it was 14 to 27. And then Texas Tech had the fake field goal, which we shut down. And, you know, then I was thinking if we can get a touchdown on this next drive, it just seemed like a big moment where we needed to score. And I think Spencer Sanders was like pushed out of bounds when he was trying to run and like he didn't even gain any. It was a loss of four. And it just seemed like in big moments, OSU did not come through and Texas Tech did. Um, I think a couple drives after that, Texas Tech had a three and seven and we put so much pressure on their quarterback and he just like stepped through the middle and passed for a first down like it wasn't anything um so I don't know and then like in the second half I do feel bad for Spencer Sanders like I know as a young quarterback you're going to have games like this but his final line um he was 22 for 37 with 290 yards um, with two touchdowns, but he had two fumbles and three interceptions. And that's just not, that's not going to cut it, you know. Um, that's, that's rough. Yeah. I mean, the final was 35 to 45, which is still so, I guess that's even more defeating because it's not even like the final score reflects how bad OSU played because they only lost by 10. Um but it, the whole thing just, it wasn't I feel pretty. Like another factor, too, is going to be, unfortunately, Texas Tech played an Oklahoma team last week, and mm-hmm. they got burned. And so they wanted to, you know what I mean? There's that momentum to build from to make sure we don't lose to another Oklahoma team. And so I yeah. feel like that was not in your favorite as as well. Like maybe if there had been a game in between or something, it would have like changed the momentum for Tech. But I know that they didn't want to lose to Oklahoma two weeks in a row. And that makes a difference too. Yeah. And I don't know. It just seemed like from jump, Texas Tech had Tylen Wallace covered. Um, they, they were pretty good at defending Chuba Hubbard he did end up with I think 156 yards and three touchdowns Um, and then he actually became the fastest Cowboys running back to reach a thousand yards in a season since Barry Sanders so like I get all that but the whole vibe of the game like we absolutely did not deserve to win that game and that's kind of it I did have that written down as a positive, and he has reached that yardage in just six games. Mm -hmm. He's impressive. The tools are there. Yeah, even at the end of the game, um, we got that late touchdown, and then we scored on the two-point conversion, and then they did the onside kick, and Dylan Stoner recovered it. So we were on the Texas Tech 35 with 5'16 left in the fourth. Um, so, I mean, 
yes, things would have had to work out perfectly. Like we would have had to score, get a stop and score with under like four minutes, I think. So they were still playing with my emotions at the end. But overall, it just that ain't it. That wasn't a Mm -hmm. good game. Yeah, I didn't get to watch it, so I can't say, like, I don't have a good, um, but I don't know if we can, like, put a shout out. Could you stop scheduling the NCAA Oklahoma games at the same time? Thanks, bye. Yeah, if anybody's listening, that's our first request. It's not fun. Yeah. And apparently we need a Venmo, but we'll get there. Because we've been talking about it this week, we haven't even really gotten to get into any NFL just because so much other stuff is going on that is taking precedence for us. Oh, yeah. I am, like, locked into baseball. Well, it's October. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. And it's fun because um, both of our teams are in the playoff, and so we can both be locked in and... You know, I don't know if St. Louis can hang as long as the Yankees can, because um, I saw your tweet last night that was like, I think we can all agree that an AL World Series would be. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) but you're not wrong. You're not. I mean, there. Let me. You're not wrong. No, 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 no. (laughs) Let me clarify. I retweeted someone's tweet that said, I think we can all agree the Astros Yankees series is going to be more exciting than the World Series, I think is pretty much what it said. And that's coming from a place of nervousness on my side, mostly. Mama's anxious. That, I mean, and you're, yeah, you're definitely not wrong. I sat down to watch Houston last night for pretty much my first time all season. Like, I've caught blurbs, but, like, I actually watched, like, the whole game because I got a fork late. And so it was easy for me to stay up late and catch it. And I see what you mean. I mean, they are terrifying. Do you want to start with the birds? Sure. I mean, because they did steal game one in Hotlanta. Which is ideal. That's the first thing, like, I've got written down that St. Louis Cardinals took game one. That could be very clutch. It was ideal for us to get one on the road. Um, The first game was Thursday night, and I got the day right. And I, yes, yes. Uh, we won the game in Atlanta seven to six. Uh, We had more insurance than that, um, but we had a tough time closing. Uh, When Acuna stepped onto the plate in the ninth inning, like, let me set the scene. I had to literally fly home from work because I was watching the game at work. And then I had to fly home to catch the end. And I pretty much got in. Uh, put some food in my kid's face, sat down (laughs) and saw like with enough time to see Acuna step to the plate. And I just took a deep breath and I was like, he's going to hit a home run because like, that was the, that's the vibe he's bringing to the series. Even though there were some complaints about his base running that he was not. Yeah. Um, yeah That's what that he, I was going to bring up. He wasn't giving maximum effort. Because on my end, I had not watched a Braves game all season long. So, like, everything that I see is either a highlight or something like that. So, everybody's been talking about him, and rightfully so. But the first time I watch him, you know, we saw him not running and that's a big thing for me base running is important to me if I don't care if you've been 0 for 50 on your next single you better be hustling that's a big thing for me make the play yeah um I don't know and then Freddie Freeman hit a home run right after that so I mean I guess he's feeling pretty good for the series we talked about I guess he's healthy him coming back from the injury um but uh, Acuna did kind of wrap that up. He ran, um, he improved game two. Um, 
I mean, there's all the the little talk as there is during the series, like about Acuna's running, and then um, our uh, one of our relief pitchers, Ryan Helsley, um, of course, is um, going to bring up the sensitive subject as you know these do come up often about the tomahawk chop and how you know it is doesn't represent his culture and so you know things are getting chippy in those ways um other than that like those are conversations that like have to be had though oh absolutely as like much as it sucks but I just don't like that he's kind of getting some backlash for it oh I don't either like it's not he's very valid in his feelings and I don't know why everyone has to I don't know take it there I guess also I mean, if it's, I mean, I agree with him, but it's also just like his opinion, man. Like there's no reason like to get, like to be just awful about it. And I understand like sports fans, like we are called fans for a reason. We're freaking fanatical, you know, like Mm -hmm. we become obsessed with the culture. We become obsessed with players. We become obsessed with teams And there's a lot to be said for that. So I understand that it may feel like an attack on something that you've done your whole life and is important to you as a fan. But, you know, other people have feelings, too. Yeah. And so, you know, that I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot because that type of rhetoric also brings a lot of attention. And so, you know, that'll get in. We can have an in-depth episode about those things sometime, but not right now. Cause we're busy. Um, ha- Carlos have to be an off season. The crap out of me in game one. Carlos Martinez loves to do this thing where it's not always fun. He comes to close. I don't know how I find myself in this position, liking these teams who always give me heart attacks But he loves to load the bases and just make it a scene. Yeah. But he did. It was scary. I was Was like, wow. Three home runs, though. I think he gave up three. Maybe. I think you're right. I know for sure. I know two for sure because I wrote down Freeman and Acuna in the bottom of the ninth. But, um,. It's two for sure. Three, I'd have to go back and look. Um, but yeah. And I was I'm, like super feeling it. I was like, yeah, I picked the Cardinals. And then like he's out there <laughs> doing that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. The Braves are for real. I mean, they have some pieces to the pie because in game two, um, this AAA pitcher, Flatty, I can't say his whole name. He ate us for lunch. I didn't get to watch game two at all, but the score it was very disappointing. Um, yeah, I mean, we had zero offense. We lost three to nothing, and we had zero offense. We had no answers for this pitcher that I've literally never even heard of. And um, I think he got, I think he just got called up. And um, it's just kind of that thing where Jack Flaherty, you know, he had, he did all he could, you mm-hmm. know, and he still allowed three runs, but it, you know, it was tying for his most since July 2nd. So, I mean, Jack's still trying to take care of business. He is set to pitch for us in a game five if needed. I know he was quoted as saying he doesn't want to have to do that. He wants to, you know, take it and go home, which we appreciate you. But they're saying Miles Michael is still pitching four, and then Jack is set to pitch for five. Uh, but and you've we're going to have to. tonight, game three, right? Yes. We're going to have to do better tonight. Our offense is going to have to help the defense. Now it's back in St. Louis, so there's something to be said for that. Yes. And. As, like, disappointing as game two was, the goal was to go to Atlanta and get one. And you and did. To get, and we did, yes. And it was disappointing. Um, I should have changed my shirt. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. all you need to know. 
all the juju was used up in game one. And you should not have repeated for game two. But now we know. I needed the new energy shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So don't worry. I will not be wearing that shirt today. And (laughs) it's game three at three. And I'll be at work. So let's go. Dang. (laughs) Work. (laughs) So rude. (laughs) Really uh, cutting into my sports ball time. Yeah. Um, I guess we can move into Yankees. I'm trying not to fly too high because y'all look hot in the streets. Yeah. Um, game one, we had James Paxton pitching and Paxton makes me rather nervous. I know if you're looking at like his numbers for the year, it has been pretty solid, but his first inning woes are real. And first inning, he gave up a solo home run run to Polanco. So we just already started out down. And at that point, like, you don't know how the series is going to go because they did play us pretty tight whenever we were in Minnesota during the year. Um, So then that happened in the first inning. And then in the second inning, things continued to get spooky DJ LeMayhew, we have him at first base because Gio Urshela is at third, and then um, Glaber Torres is at second. So those are the other two positions that he would normally play. So he doesn't typically play first base, but he is a a gold glover, like all these things, and he dropped a pop-up in the second inning. So Paxton was already a little shaky in the first and then kind of the defensive blunder in the second. Um, Thankfully, right out of that, right after that, we got a double play. So that kind of ended that. Um, But then third inning, Paxton back at it again. He gave a home run up to Nelson Cruz. So we were down two to zero um, in the beginning of the third. Um, We did finally get some offense in the third, and the third inning has been big for us in both games. Um, The third inning was exciting for me because it started off, DJ got a single, um, Judge singled, so two on, no outs. And then Edwin comes up, and I think it was his first at-bat. No, I'm sorry. It would have been his second at-bat. Um, after coming back from injury. And I can't believe I was worried about Edwin at all because he's absolutely roping balls to left field. Like, Edwin's fine. The parrot's fine. And I don't know. Parrot's we back did... in action. Yeah. The parrot's back. He's fine. I don't know why I was scared. Um, so in the third inning, we did come back and kind of score. We were up three to two. And then... Um, I think they took Paxton out in, like, the fifth, which I'm fine with. Paxton ended with 4.2 innings pitched, five hits, and three earned runs. So not, like, the best outing ever, um, but solid enough that we got the win. Um, We had another big outing in the fifth inning. Um, Judge was walked, and then Gardner was hit. And then Stanton was walked. So that loaded the bases. And then Was that Glaber... the Stanton walk? <laughs> no. I'm sorry to interrupt your spiel. That wasn't the one. No, that Stanton walk was in the third. And he literally, like, not only did he do, like, a little bat toss, like, he threw the bat. And I don't know why I was here for it so much. Um, but kind of the theme for the game... The Twins pitchers are very scared of the Yankee hitters, and that's been apparent. Even if they get, yeah, even if they get up like 0-2 on one of our batters, they have been so scared to throw in the zone that they still end up walking a lot of people. And actually, in these first two games, the Twins have walked 16 people. Oh my gosh. In two games, 16 people. So that's kind of a big theme for this series, too. And I get it. Like, if John Carlos Stanton's up there, even if he's not at 100%, he is still very threatening. Um, so in the fifth, we ended up with the bases loaded on that Stanton walk. And this was the key point for me 
because Glaber came up and he had a really good at bat. And then he ended up doubling down the third base line. And I wouldn't say that I was a Stanton hater, but I was very much waiting to be impressed. (laughs) You know, like I wasn't ever rooting against him. I didn't want him to do poorly, but I'm like, okay, are you going to do something? I was just waiting to be impressed. And I didn't get that last year or last postseason but after his third inning walk and he chunked that bat like the stadium went wild you know like that's what they want to see that's what I want to see and after Glaber riffed that double Stanton ended up on third and even him just cheering on Glaber from third like that is so reassuring I guess he just seems more in it this year so I don't know. I'm finally on board with Stanton. It took us two years, but hi, I'm on board. Um, Is your t-shirt in the mail? (laughs) I haven't ordered one yet, but I feel like (laughs) I'm on board and I do need a t-shirt. And then the only other major thing was um, Tommy Canely, Tommy Tight Pants. He's been a little off as of late and he gave up a home run in the sixth, so that brought the game to four or five Yankees. Um, and then DJ had a bases clearing double in the seventh. So that was nice to see. DJ kind of settled in after that second inning little blunder, which was very scary at the time. And the Yankees ended up winning four to ten. Oh, also, I mean, it has to be noted, Aaron Judge had two huge catches in this game he was diving all over the place he looked great in right field so yeah 410 yanks um the only thing I saw I mean like I had your game on but a theme for the week is I was working I yeah so I did see in last night's game not to steal your thunder that grand slam was tight um the dd grand slam that i can't even like form words really um so game two honestly i was a little bit mad before game two because we had tanaka up to pitch and everyone knows about playoff tanaka and his postseason era before yesterday's game is a 1.50 so I mean, he shows up when we need him, but everybody kept talking about the Twins pitcher. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, that was like the highlight of the game before it started. Everyone wanted to talk about how he used to be an Uber driver. What did he have, like a 4.99 rating? I don't know. Um, I was very <laughs> oh, over I heard, it. I heard five stars, girl. <laughs> five star. <laughs> Um, I was very irritated before the game even started. Um, and then it was nice that did end up scoring in the first inning. So that was nice. It's always nice to get an early, um, jump on the game. But then once again, huge third inning, um, judge singled, Guardy was walked and then Edwin singled. So the bases were loaded with no outs. And then Stanton hit a sack fly, so it was two to zero Yanks. Um, Glaber hit a single, so then it was three to zero. Gary was hit by a pitch, so that loaded the bases again with one out. And then that is when Didi came up, and Didi ripped a grand slam right down the right field foul pole, and the stadium absolutely went crazy. Y'all were wild. Oh my gosh, the Which energy. Which I mean, rightly so. Yeah, the energy in the stadium was outrageous. And then I think they ended up tacking on one more run that inning. So at the end of the third, um, we went in up one, and then they tacked on seven. So it was eight to zero Yankees. And from there, it honestly wasn't much of a game from yeah. there on out. That's all you need to know. Yeah. So um, Tanaka ended five innings pitched with three hits and one earned run. 
seven strikeouts. So I would definitely take that. Um, I also want to talk about Aaron Judge. I know, like, everyone hears about him. He's great, but sometimes he can be a little overlooked. He did not have, like, the big booming home run or anything like that. But out of 10 plate appearances, he was on base seven times. So he had three singles and four walks. But literally seven out of 10 times, Aaron Judge got on base in the first two games. And I feel like that gets underlooked a little bit. It gets underlooked so much because of, like, his big home run season and the home run run derby and stuff. And then, to me, it kind of was like, oh, well, if Aaron Judge can't hit a home run, then he's not contributing. But that's just not true. No. Aaron Judge never lets me down. He had the two diving catches in in game one. Um, Just heads up base running, too. Like, he was on first. And on a pass ball, he got to second. Um, I saw him go first to third on a single one time. And it's just the whole thing. He absolutely does not let me down. And no, he did not have the big booming home run or anything like that. But thanks to DV, we didn't really need that in game two. You know, we needed somebody on base to be hit in. So um, thanks, Aaron. Love you. Yeah. Lots of love. Um, <laughs> game three is Monday night in Minnesota. So we'll see. What are you going to do without baseball today? Um, first of all, that's a very hurtful question <laughs> coming <laughs> off of <laughs> yesterday's high. Um, I feel like I have a couple choices to make today. I can either watch the Packers or the Birds. Because they play at the same time. And I'm kind of leaning birds. Like, I am just very invested in baseball right now. Um, I might get to watch. I'm thinking I'm going to get to watch the last half of the Chiefs game. Which is honestly going to be the most amount of a Chiefs game I've gotten to watch. Because I've been having to make choices like that. And, yeah. um, you know, work. Okay. Yeah. But, I, but when I saw that the Chiefs play at 720 today, I was like, oh, I can actually get some of that in. So that'll be nice. Um, yeah, I'm excited for baseball today. And then you guys, what time do you guys play tomorrow? I think it's like a 730, 740 start time. So later start time for me, but we're going to make do. Going to make do. Um, anything else baseball wise want to bring up besides Houston's crazy game last night? I feel like I have to talk about the Astros. I can't not. Um, I don't know who Garrett Cole is, but those girls came to play. So game one, the Astros had Justin Verlander as their starter and the Rays had Tyler Glass now. And... I like Glass now, but I feel like he is a very young pitcher, and he's high energy. So that either goes really, really well for them or really, really poorly. Um, He did end up going 4.1 innings pitched with four hits and two earned runs. So not the worst line ever, but whenever you're going up against Justin Verlander and he's at seven innings pitched, one hit and zero earned runs, it just doesn't really match up. And honestly, in that first game, Altuve hit a home run and then that was kind of it. There wasn't any um, clap bag from the Rays. You know, they were just kind of handled. So um, game two, pretty much the same story. It was Garrett Cole versus Blake Snell and Snell only went 3.1 innings pitched with four hits and one earned run. Um, He was pulled after Alex Bregman hit a home run. So I don't know how much I like that on the race side because in each game they pulled their starter after one home run. So I don't know, but the big story for game two was Garrett Cole. And he's scary. He, uh, uh, I thought he was going to finish the game. Yeah. 
Um, he ended up going 7.2 innings pitched with four hits and zero earned runs, but he had 15 strikeouts. Which okay. is a postseason record breaker, right? Yes. It either tied or passed somebody. Honestly, I was too shook to like really understand what they were saying to me because Houston has always been scary to me with their pitching and that just really locked that in. So, yeah, um, it was it they they were impressive to watch, which is terrifying. Now, I will say the one positive out of all that for me, they took Cole out and then they brought in what was his name? Asuna maybe. Whoever came in in relief did look pretty shaky. So, yeah, but I, I mean, mean, he had to follow that. Yeah, and the Rays did have a little pushback in the ninth. I think they had the bases loaded with either zero or no outs. So, if you can get their starting pitchers out of the game, um, you do stand a better chance. But what if you don't get them out of the game? You know, yeah. what if Verlander and Cole? Pitch the whole game. I don't what know. if they pitched the whole series? What if yeah. they pitched the, to like the ends of the world and that's it? <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know I said in the last episode, like they have Justin Verlander one, Garrett Cole two, and he may be scarier than Justin Verlander. And then they have Zach Grinky as their third starter, and it's just real scary in there. That's yeah. it. Dodgers play the Nationals today. Game three. Series is tied, one and one. Who's going to yeah. win? Um, I mean, I'm still rolling Nationals. But Team Nationals? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like I did kind of a deep dive on Clayton Kershaw's World Series stats after... Uh, the game two loss, and he started in game two. And after watching all of the Houston stuff, it just doesn't seem anywhere close to the same realm no. when we're talking about who's scary. so No, it's not the same. And I'm not saying they're not a good team, but I was so impressed with the Astros last night, and that is very hurtful for me to say. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, it's a, it's a, gonna be a feat because I do feel like it's gonna be Yankees versus Houston. That's the vibe I'm getting. Gosh. But you know, you guys can beat them. You guys can do it. You have the tools. It's just like worst case scenario, or maybe best case scenario for baseball. But it. It always comes down to Houston's pitching against our offense. And I don't know. It, I mean, it, it'll be a good series. Absolutely. I don't want to talk about it too much, though, because we got to get past the Twins first. Yeah, let's start small. Yeah. Let's just win our games today and tomorrow and keep it moving. Yeah. And I think that brings us into awards. Yeah, I'll go first, and I'm going to get it out of the way. Um, my oh, honey, goes to Spencer Sanders. Um, two fumbles, three interceptions, and that's that's not going to get it done. Yeah. We'll keep it brief, but he does get the oh, honey. My oh, honey award is going to kind of call back to a previous oh, honey award. Um about people on the fields, fans on <laughs> fields. Last night, some fool ran on the Oregon field and got tackled by a running back. This is a big trigger for you. It is. Stay off the field. <laughs> You're interrupting the flow of the game. I mean, fair enough. My Yes Queen Award goes to D.D. Gregorius. Um, I do kind of want to set the scene. So his batting average 
in August was 0.222. And it got worse in September. It was 190. And his OPS in September was 627. And for those that don't know, OPS is on base percentage plus slugging percentage. So it's meant to kind of combine how well a hitter can reach base with how well he can hit for average and power. So, for example, Mike Trout this year, his OPS was 1.083. And like I said, DD was 627. So he had been slumping going into the postseason, enough so that a lot of people didn't even want him in the starting lineup. Um, and then game two of the ALDS, he had a grand slam, and he also got a single, so he was two for four. He's awesome. I really like – you guys have a really cool vibe as far as, like, all your little younger players. Like, I just – I love when – it's kind of like like St. Louis Bench Mafia. I love a vibe. Yeah. And they're bringing it. Yeah. Um, so game two was much needed for Didi, but now I need him to build on it. Um, but yeah, he gets the yes queen. I have two yes queen awards. My first yes queen is going to go to Carlos Martinez. Okay. For... Continuing to bring the drama, bring the heart attacks, and to bring the closings. <laughs> yes. So, I want to feed him, like, speaking of vibes, I want to feed him all that energy, all those vibes, so that we can close out maybe a series. At, like, you know, we could, we could get to it, Bush. Yeah. He could do it for us. So, yes, queen, tsunami alert, keep it moving. And my second... Yes, Queen goes to Jesse Postier for conquering a difficult week. And here we are getting the podcast in episode six. Yeah, it hasn't yes, been the best queen. week, but we're yes. pushing through. Yep, we're powering through. Babes in Ball Land, we're keeping it moving. Yes, Queen. Do you want to do the pinky power play? The pinky power play. For me, or I guess I could let you go first. We switch, right? (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm giving it to John Carlos Stanton. And. Oh, dang. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't steal your thunder earlier, but it deserves to be talked about twice. Yeah. I mean, it is a big discussion. I'm still going to stick by the fact that I am not, I was not a hater like it's not like whenever he got up to bat I was wanting him to strike out or I was talking all this trash but I was very much waiting to be impressed and I'm not easily impressed okay I'm a difficult lady to please so I feel like when they first signed him I was like "Ooh, well we already have a right fielder so where are you gonna play you know like I was kind of being a little rude but that bat toss, yes, King, okay? I can get behind that. He was finally, like, into the game. And I know we don't have a fully healthy Giancarlo Stanton, but there's something to be said about the energy and stuff like that. He was rooting on his teammates. I'm on board. Uh, the pinky power play goes to Giancarlo Stanton for that amazing bat toss. Vibes are important. Yes. My pinky power play, um, it's going to be a little bit different than anything that you would think. But mine goes to Lincoln Riley for the quick taking care of. That's not good English. But for the swift handling of the Calum Sutherland incident. I'm sure that most of you have heard that our kicker was arrested for drunken disorderly or public intox or whatever it was. And then there was some domestic issues that came with that. And Lincoln got rid of him. He's suspended indefinitely. 
And that's also a vibe for me because we are keeping good vibes in here. And if you are pulling it elsewhere, you you can't sit here. Yeah, I like that. It's just over now, you know? Yeah, we talked about that with the MLB that it's just, you know, if you're being investigated, that's it because it changes the vibe of the team. So, yeah. Pinky Power Play, Lincoln Riley, thank you for taking care of business. Uh, my Tim Tebow, I'm excited award. It's very simple. I am excited about playoff baseball. Yes. Um, I am so focused and locked in. It's all I want to watch. And I'm ready for the upcoming games. Um, I have to agree with you, too. Like, even just wa- sitting and watching the Houston Rays game last night. Like, I'm glad that I really like Tommy Pham on the Rays. He was traded out of the Cardinals. Um, it was a hurtful trade for me, and some may say that he um, isn't a yes man, and that's why he got traded out. But I like him, and I'm excited about baseball. It's been so fun to watch, and I'm so glad that we're in the postseason and I'm getting to do that with you. And it makes the podcast fun. Yeah. I mean, postseason baseball is its own animal. But, yeah, last night's Houston game, game two, it was insane. Yep, it was. It was good. So, hopefully there'll be more to come today. Go Cards, go Yanks. I don't know how to end it. (laughs) Just like that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) See you guys next week.